0: What's up, Ken folk? Welcome to the number one college football show. I am your host, RJ Young. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, or listening wherever you get your podcast. Today, we have a very, very special exclusive interview for you with University of Tulsa head coach Kevin Wilson, who is going to talk with us about his coaching hires, the kind of offense he wants to run, the kind of defense he wants to run, what he expects from his players, how he is addressing the academic, well, let's call it, Failing of the University of Tulsa in 2022, what he learned from Ohio State, particularly how those guys operate in the classroom and how they operate on the field. We even get into a little bit of his background as a co-offensive coordinator at Ohio State and then at Oklahoma, and then for working for Randy Walker when he first got into this and really got his hands around the play calling privileges. So I'm very excited to have him on the show. You'll see if you're watching, I'm wearing my TU letter jacket. I am an alumnus. This does mean a lot to me, and I'm certain it will mean a lot to you. I'm pleased to be joined by University of Tulsa head coach, Kevin Wilson. Coach, how you doing? Very well. Thank you. Thanks, RJ. Uh, coach, I want to get started with what I think is really the question to ask up front, which is why would you leave one of the best assistant coaching jobs in the world at Ohio State to run the smallest FBS program in the country?
1: Well, one this this program has had success and so what, what we may lack with number of student size it is a, a program that's had players recently at good teams recently historically over time I think we've been to the six most bowl games in the history of college ball so there's there's a track record that you can't win like all schools you you can have your pluses you can have your minuses uh, but I thought there's a lot of pluses I think when you are an assistant coach I had a great job having been a head coach prior to Indiana I tried very hard to be a great assistant coach at Ohio State I tried to to do the job that was asked and, and to be a good teammate and to be uh, someone that tried to bring something to the table, but did what was best for the team. Most importantly, what I thought was best for our players and and best for the fans and the program. So, uh, but you're an assistant coach. You don't get a chance to be a head coach a lot, you know, RJ. And when the opportunity came, it wasn't about ego. It wasn't needed to, to show anyone I could do it. I thought quite honestly, we did a, a really pretty strong job, a tough job at Indiana, the program we had built to where, where that thing was when we left. Um, what, what I felt was my best opportunity, if the good Lord wanted, was I thought I had one good swing to lead a program and to make an impact and make a change. And when this one came open, you know, I coached at OU for nine years, so had some familiarity of the, of the area, the state, the coaches. Uh, I seem like a good fit. Fortunately, Rick Dixon, our AD, felt the same way. So I'm honored to be here. Pre-State President Carson and the Board of Trustees give us a chance and we got some resources in place. And we'll have some shortcomings like everyone, RJ, but we got a lot of things in place. So I'm excited to be here and excited about the opportunity to see what we can do.
0: Well, Coach, I want to talk about where you were before we get to where you are because I think it's very interesting that you took that break from being a head coach at Indiana to being an assistant coach for Urban Meyer and Ryan Day, having a lot of success at Ohio State. What are some of the things that you learned since your stint at Indiana that you plan to implement at the University of Tulsa?
1: Well, very fortunate as uh, an assistant coach, my first mentor truly was Randy Walker, the late coach at Northwestern in the early 2000s. I worked, we were on the same team, 18 out of 21 seasons as a player, GA, and for 12 years, I called plays for the guys. And, you know, I was calling plays, and Sean Payton was our quarterback coach, you know, and Sean Watson was our our receiver quarterback coach. Aaron Cromer, that's with the Bills, was our line coach. We had a lot of great, Terry Heppner was on that. had a lot of great coaches. So I worked for coach Walker. Then I worked for Bob Stoops for nine years. I got 21 years with two guys and now six years at Ohio state working really first with Gene Smith, our AD. Mm-hmm. And then from there, the program he's got in place for urban and for Ryan urban, one of the legendary, one of the greatest coaches of this generation, one of the premier top couple. And, um, Ryan, a, a young dynamic coach that we worked together when we started there. And as he took over the reins, as head coach he's done a great job leading that deal. We, uh, there's some things you bring from Ohio State. One, you think Ohio State's got all these resources and and, um, and got all these great players and talented players, and they do. But it was the best place I'd ever been with everyone working to do what was best for the players because there were weekly. We just had today a weekly meeting with everyone that impacts our players to talk about our players, whether it be sports medicine, nutrition, equipment room, weight room, academic services. Everyone's sitting reading real quick. Hey, how's RJ doing? You know, how's he doing? Class, weight room, what's his body weight? Everybody cool? Hey, RJ's great. Let's move on. And we went through every player because I thought the best thing about Ohio State was the strength of the people, but most importantly, how the people worked for the player to give the player the best experience that they could do. And that's what I got from Irvin. He had, he had, you know, you're able to attract great staff. Now, what I'm trying to do is I got a combination of RJ some old guys and young guys, but without being a guy that has all the answers, I'm trying to, to coach the staff and get them to start thinking thinking outside the box of drills and things they ought to do and better ways of teaching, better ways of connecting with our players. In this day and age, with the transfer portal NIL, you better connect with your players and you better find a way to build a late and not just be their buddy. You just better make sure they know that you love them and you care about them and you're going to work to give them a chance to reach their goals. So uh there's some things we did at Ohio State I thought was was awesome. Uh, not just the the system of plays or defense, but the way that organization was ran. It's a credit to that program in the history of that program, it's a credit to Gene Smith. It's a credit to two great leaders. Now, again, I got a lot of Bob Stoops in me now, so I got a little bit of Bob. Like we don't have to be here working until three in the morning guarding our desks to be a great coach. We can get our work done and work productively. We can work confidently. We can treat a lot of people with 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 class and with care. So, and I got a lot of Randy Walker in me too now. So I got, I've been around some some coaches that have impacted me, and I think coming off this last stop at Ohio State, I think I'm gonna much better spot personally, or RJ, and a much better spot professionally do a great job with this program here. Well, Coach, you mentioned being able to have a little Bob Stoops
0: in you. I'm, I'm old enough to have gone to Oklahoma when you were the OC there. I remember the years with Sam Bradford having that offense that went all over the field, up and down people. But I also was looking at that staff and going, it's a bunch of guys that you can really trust, a bunch of guys that you don't have to worry about staying until midnight because they're going to get the work done. And I look at your staff guys like Ryan Stantrek, guys like Ricky Browning. I see guys like that, Ron Burton, for instance. But I do want to ask, Coach,
1: who's going to be your defense coordinator? Well, you know, we, we had things, and in, in, in we took our time putting our staff together. We mm-hmm. put it from the top down, starting with the leadership, starting with uh, Steve Spurrier on offense with me, and then um, uh, Matt Guerrero. Matt's had the opportunity now to take a job at Indiana, a little bit closer to family, but you know, more, more than anything else, significant pay opportunity for him as well. Um, he was back and forth. He took a little time going back and forth because I think he felt good about the opportunity at here uh, at the same time, we wish him well, um, did a good job. The short period he was here. Uh, we've, we, we've been working short term because we were able to to hire some, some good coaches. Matter of fact, I actually had hired, it didn't get out yet. So I'll, I'll scoop it with you. It won't go super viral, but um, uh, when I hired an off the fields coach that played defensive back, Michael Hunter, was has been with us, played for me at Indiana. He's coaching defensive backs, played one year at Oklahoma State, played five years at NFL. Well, Matt Guerrero was coaching safeties. Well, I'd hired a couple of days before Matt left a guy that you might remember by the name of Dom Franks. And Dom Franks is an old Tulsa Union guy, an old Ohio uh-huh. Boomer Sooner. USFL guy, Oklahoma too. Bob yeah. Boomer Sooner. He, he's coached, he went, played five years in the NFL with the, with the Falcons, and I think the Ravens played four years of European basketball. How about that? Five years in the league and four years of, of basketball. And he had been, last year He's working for the New, New Jersey Generals as a defensive back coach up there. We hired Dom to be our quality control coach to help the secondary. So with Matt leaving right now, Dom is just taking that place. So I don't have a coach, but I got a guy that was coaching in the USFL last year that has five years of NFL experience, was a great player in Oklahoma. And he's from Tulsa Union. He's a mm-hmm. Tulsa guy. He's a backyard guy. So right now we're operating standard operating procedures. Coy McFarland knows the defense we're putting in. Ron Burton, who's our assistant head coach, and gonna do, gonna have a job not with title RJ, going to have a job with leadership responsibility. It's gonna stand mm-hmm. in front of our team and lead our men. So I'm excited about Ronnie, excited about Ricky Brown. So I got a great core. Had Dom in the wings, not expecting Matt to leave, trying to get Dom's career started. Well, Dom jumped into deep water real quick. Then he wanted to. He was in the treading pool for about three days. And then we then we threw him down in the deep well and said, start swimming. So that's where we're at today. I got a position open. We could stay as is. We'll look to see if there's something from the outside. Uh, but my gut says it will take a little time. I'm gonna push spring ball back till after spring break. So we got about four weeks here to play. Uh, but we're having lifting training sessions and we're operating and spending, really, I'm spending more time with our players and trying to connect with them than filling this hire. It's a big hire, but I'm going to take my time. But we are lucky to have a great staff internally, and we're marching day-to-day as if it was standard operating procedures right now. Well, I'm excited
0: to hear that, Coach, because I remember, Don, we went to high school together. And, you're I mean, a union man? I, oversized.
1: Know you're, you're, no, we,
0: I was at Booker T.M. Memorial, right? So I got to go to games to see Tulsa Union. Backyard Bowl is always a big deal around here, oh, as yeah. you very well know. And Dom's an oversized defense back at the time. Yeah. So to understand what he means to the state and to the city is a very big deal. And I appreciate that
1: you appreciate that, coach. Well, and also- you, and you're getting the scoop. You're getting because I and I I wasn't hiding putting out. I was going to put it out. And then Matt left. It. So said, well, let me wait a couple of days. And but I'm excited to have Dom. And that that gives me a quality man. So our numbers are kind of functioning at a good rate right now, even though I'm down a, a coach that we need to replace. And we might replace it internally. We'll just see how it plays out. Well that's where I wanted to go, coach. Is uh,
0: I know that Matt, like Jim Knowles, is a four-two-five guy. Is that the kind of defensive scheme that you're still looking to run?
1: Yeah, except you know, our personnel based on our D-line numbers the way it's been recruiting fits a little bit of the three-man style. We're gonna probably okay. stay because I do think the strength of the team is our secondary. We brought in some a couple transfer portal guys to help us at corner. We're really pretty deep and really pretty talented at safety, I believe. So I think our back end can be pretty decent. I think we brought in a couple linebackers. In a transfer portal kid from uh, Southern Cal, uh, J- uh, Julian Simon, a transfer linebacker that was a Division II All-American, Colton Smith. So I like our back end. Our D line, our D line is is good players. It's not as much numbers to be as much true four down right now. So we're kind of jockeying with that a little bit. So th- and that'll be determined no matter who we hire. It'll be determined a little bit by by play as we get in the spring ball and see see how we hold up front with the, with the three and the four down and see what we got for sure.
0: On the other side of the ball, Coach, uh, you mentioned Steve Spurrier Jr. coming on as your offensive coordinator. Do you know whether or not you or he are going to keep the play calling privileges?
1: I will go through spring and even in games, maybe kind of do. I always kind of did a little bit together anyway. Um, I don't think I'd totally get out of it. But, it's it, you know, when you have too many people talking, we'll, we'll get a feel as we go through spring. Right now, we're, we're, I'm trying to take a lot of time. Like, I didn't come in and say, hey, here's exactly what we're doing at Ohio State. We're doing it. Hey, I did it exactly like this in Oklahoma. We're doing it this way. Uh, Stephen come and say, hey, "Here's exactly what Coach Leach did." We're working together with Greg Fry and uh, um, Adrian Mays and young Ryan Switcher. It's a dynamic young coach. Coach, you mentioned Ryan Stanchek. We got six of us in a room, and we're trying to figure out our way of doing it, how we want to call it, how we want to implement it. And right now, we're going slow. I'm not trying to throw a play. I'm trying. I'm more worried about the culture and how we play and the expectations, how we play more than what the plays are. So it's a slow build and the play call to come. We're we're just building the offense now from how we want to call it, how we want to communicate it. And and that'll be determined, too, as we get in practice and really see what can we block and what are our playmakers really like. Well, Coach, you mentioned how much experience you have
0: and how excited you are about the staff. But I got to point out, Coach, Ryan Switzer comes off the street mostly for a position coaching job at an FBS program. What about that man has convinced you He's the guy to be your wide receiver coach.
1: Well, I saw in a different world, but but I saw you know Brian Hartline do that, mm-hmm. and Brian was the one that said, "Hey, I've talked to this guy a lot. And he wants to get. I think he's I think his skills are pretty good." When you talk to him, he he was very gifted as, as as an athlete, much like like Coach Hartline was. He was a much more gifted athlete than some guys wanted to give him credit for. It's whether you play five or years in the NFL like Ryan did, or eight like Brian did. You play you play for a while because you got talent. But those guys also played for a while because of their knowledge of the game. And I think that brings some immediate one, um, their knowledge of the passing game and route running and releases. And when you're playing in the NFL, you know, Ryan, Ryan has talked specific specifically several times with me about how much he sacrificed and the way he lived and the way he trained to give himself a chance to to make it as a player. So part of that was studying and knowing the game. So his knowledge for a guy that hasn't played the receiver position, really high. And he's been uh, uh, matter of fact, I'll ask him specifically, okay, when you were at Ben, what did you call this and how did you run this? We ran this thing this way and we ran it so many steps and we did this. What did you do and how did you do that? And uh, first of all, we think a little bit alike as far as how we do some things, which I kind of like, but his knowledge of route running, coverages, attacking coverages, he's a great young hire. He'll be a dynamic recruiter. I mean, he's a, he's, he's a young coach. It's going to be awesome, RJ. Well, there's no
0: getting around what kind of a player he was in North Carolina. That's for sure. You know, he set records as I think as a true freshman out there and to see that progression. I'm excited to see what he can do. But uh, again, it's a guy that you're going to have to grow up and not unlike a coach Hartline, who is now taking the job that you had just vacated at Ohio State's uh, passing game coordinator, offense coordinator, and really done a great job in recruiting at Ohio State. I hope to see the same thing out of Coach Schwitz. But I also understand you got a guy back and quarterback. I'm really excited about now. Not for nothing here, but we're talking about a 37-30 win, for Braylon Braxton and the Tulsa Golden Hurricane against the Houston team is going to be playing Big 12 football this year. I understand you haven't really seen him in a
1: live experiment, but you've seen enough film. I I would assume. I'm assuming too much there, Coach. Yeah, I, mean, I I've not overdone the film of the past. I mean, I, I've seen him do enough though. I I like him. We're we're limited right now with you know the balls and throwing and what you can do. And and I didn't. I mean, I, we've watched enough tape though to say. What were you doing here? What are you thinking here? What was your thought? Just curious to just understand how he processed the game. You know, you know, you know, what 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 was he saying? I mean, it's just interesting to talk with him. He said, you know, tell what you're doing here. What's your footwork? What's your read? What's your thoughts? Why did you do this? Not being critical, just trying to cause you, you know, sometimes you get kids to start articulating, you can really see how much they know. Versus are they just, you know, ad-living and running around. So I've been impressed. He's a great team leader. Uh, got the most. We did a leadership deal. Put some players in charge of units. He was the, the hands down boat leader of our team. I think is a third year sophomore, and so he's well respected by his peers. But he's a talented guy. Our jane we're look, we're looking forward to it. Hey, going back to uh, Coach Switzer, you know I'm a mm. Carolina alum, so I, I appreciate the Tar Heel. Steve's a Duke guy, so I needed another Tar heel to kind of even the thing out here. You know what I'm saying? And he is actually related to Coach Switzer, Barry Switzer. Mm. So a Switzer in Oklahoma is not a bad combo. So I thought that was
0: a pretty good thing there. Well, hey, I was just got, look, you brought it up and I'm glad we get to go there. He understand that that name means something different over here in Oklahoma. Apparently he very much does. That's all right, coach. I didn't know that. Well, uh, coach, getting back to basically what you you inherited at the University of Tulsa. One of the things that is frustrating to me as an alumnus uh, is seeing our APR score, academic progress rate, Mm -hmm. 125th out of 131 last year. I wonder if there's anything that you've been able to do up front and what you're continuing to do in 2023 to help those guys succeed in the classroom?
1: Well, it's been, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's been one of the main focal points. It started in the very first meeting when I got, but the day before I was announced at a team meeting and I actually put up the APR scores and said, Hey, read who was last year, number one in the country. I believe it was Clemson. Hey, who's number six or 7 on Let's say there's Alabama. Hey, who's number nine on that? Hey, there's Ohio State. Hey, those are the teams playing for the national championship and they're doing well in the school. Hey, you guys can too. Now, we can say we've got a small school, but you look at some of the things, RJ, I think it's coming off of the, the COVID years that we had some bad habits. And our coaches are very much, we came in and got everyone's schedule, set everyone down and started planning his day out so we could help them learn how to start time managing. And I don't have anything on Wednesday between two and four o'clock. It a thing called the tutor that we're going to do from 2.30 to 3.30, get an hour of tutor work instead of sleeping or playing video games. So we started using the eight o'clock and nine o'clock and uh, a.m. hour instead of sleeping. So we got some morning workouts going. Which we've done very much a lot of times just very much trying to get to know them and their schedule and how to have a man's day, how to get them to go to work. And then when you start managing your time and having good work, you can still have fun. You can still find those times to play your video games and have your college experience. But um, we uh, again, we had a meeting this morning and went through every guy academically. And now I it had a couple of tough exams. I just got a text from Dave that Coach had a couple of tough exams last week. But all my responsibilities were just tough. I'll be all right. I know you want me to do well. So we've embraced it. We've we've hit we we we're taking it head on. Um, our coaches are very much involved with our school. So small, it's easy to have them stop by the football office and walk within the class. We've done a couple of those just to make sure. Just to make sure our guys are working hard. RJ, we got great resources up top. We are a small school. It's an eleven to one teacher student ratio. So you're going to sit in the class, the teacher knows you're there. So you're going to go. Teacher knows you turn your homework in. Teacher knows you were prepped. So we're just teaching our guys how to max it off and max it out. And we're off to a great start now. We'll see where it goes. Our numbers are such, it may be six months, 12 months, 18 months, we get it back to a more positive factor. But, you know, I left Indiana with the highest APR in school history. Ohio State, and I'm proud of Ohio State. I had six seniors that all graduated and they were free agent or draft picks. So everybody went to the league, but everybody graduated. And that's what we're teaching these guys to do. I hear them. We're going to work hard to do it. We're going to do our darnest to recruit guys we think that fit. They can be good players, but fit. And the kids we got here, we're going to work hard to do it to help them try to fit in and do the best they can in school.
0: That's what I like to hear, Coach. I, I want to see us earn that Harvard of the Midwest moniker we like to put above the banner every time. Hey, like,
1: this, hey. RJ, too, the thing I told him, and I didn't mean to cut you there. The, no, please. Uh, the, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, they want athletes to get back to school. I told the kids up there point blank, like you're giving your body and your time to this school to play football. Get a degree that's going to affect the rest of your life. We're giving you a scholarship that's blown. You know, you know, you know NLI money's blown. Cost of attendance money is blown. Those, that's cheap money. What's real money is a degree, like you said, that can affect the rest of your life. It's, you know, as you've seen, and so, you know, that being said, my thing is, you know, you're giving the school your your, your time and body. Make sure the school gets get your, you get your degree from the school. That way your school can give back to you for the rest of your life. And that's what that's the sell I sell these guys. I'm curious, coach, in
0: that way, because we're in this age of name, image and likeness uh, where folks are getting money for perhaps a shout out on Twitter, a shout out on Facebook. But one of the things I thought was really interesting about the University of Tulsa is they have this academic enhancement award that is for doing well in school. We're talking about up to six grand, three grand a semester for doing well
1: in school. Do do your kids know about that? And how do you feel about it? Well, I was one we talked to Rick about. I said, hey, you know, financially, we're not going to have enough money that we're going to take care of anyone astronomically. It's not going to impact recruiting. But when you say name, image and likeness, okay, what's your name and image right behind me on on, Skelly Stadium? what's your name on the other side of H street when you go to class? Cause that's your name and image too. And I said, you need to pay the guys on the back end for job. Well done. And sometimes job well done, you know, our de- deal here, a 2.4 in some degrees with some guys is job. Well done. It don't have to be a 3.2 GPA. I got a guy going to every class playing his tail off, working hard on a tough degree, having a great semester. It's not like, Hey, you get money for a 3.0, you get money for your name and image for job well done. And to me, at Tulsa, your image is on both sides of H Street, the stadium over here and the campus over there. And that was my comment to Rick when we got here is they go, you need to pay guys on the backside for the performance, not the front end. Don't pay guys when they show up for the semester. Pay them at the end when you can look at it, when academics can come down and say, you know, RJ used every service we had, never missed a tutor, tried the best to get it. GPA wasn't, he did awesome, coach. Proud of the work he did. Hey, RJ, you've earned this job well done. And that that was my approach that I shared with the administration when I got. Now they might have some things right in place. That's how I thought we should reward. Just don't give it to your starting quarterback. Hey, by the way, you better have some good grades because that's that's what we want here at Tulsa, and I think most schools want. You want kids that represent your school on and off the field the right way. Well, coach, certainly seems to me that you understand the
0: potential of a place like the University of Tulsa, which, by the way, was a ten-win program when I was in school, and I don't mind telling folks no that. There's multiple okay, win years
1: here. Hey,
0: Pretty there simple. you go, right? But we also we, – we remember getting beat down 49-14 by that same Oklahoma Sooners team that you were coordinated. So we understand. We just want the same thing well, on I this side was of the We were in the
1: dogfight when Adrian ran over that guy one day too. Now, Garrett Mills and, 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 and Paul Smith are going up and down the field on us now. I mean, that's – I mean, again, I, but again, I go through, again, the history, you talk about the tennis, multiple 10-win ten teams, you know, at, at this school in the school in the last 10, 15 years, 20 years. Um, I think our schools – about seventh or eighth all-time in conference championships in the country. Mm -hmm. This is a program that's won RJ. That's one of the reasons I'm excited to be here. Right on, Coach. Well, Coach Wilson, I have used up
0: so much of your time already. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with us here on the number one college football show, even breaking some news for us. My thanks to you, Coach. Uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. I'm glad you and Dom have a connection. appreciate it, man. You're the best. Thanks, RJ. My thanks once again to Coach Wilson for taking time to speak with us about his program. Again, we're early days at the University of Tulsa and the University of Tulsa's football program in 2023, but I'm very excited about having a guy like Kevin Wilson around who has coached in national championship games and coached in college football playoffs and understands that the University of Tulsa has a proud football tradition. I don't mind saying it. The University of Tulsa is the first program to go to four consecutive Sugar Bowls in a row. Just go look up Glenn Dobbs. And you understand what I'm saying here. We're back to our regular, regularly, see, I can't speak, regularly scheduled programming for this week. So I can't wait to see you guys on Wednesday when we have a new show for you. Subscribe, rate, review, all those nice things that keep this podcast coming to you.